0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back after a week off. I was all, I was ready to do a show last week. Yeah. All right. I, we, we were going to do a show I thought while you were, you were on vacation. I know. I thought, the plan, I thought that was going to happen. The plan was there. The plan to do a show was there. But. But. Real life happened. Yeah, that's true. Real life happens. That's true. The day of that we were planning to do the show, mm-hmm. I had a guest lined up and everything. So shout out to my man Jay, Chris, Justin Watson from New Twist Radio. He was going to come in. He's going to fill in for you. And the day we were supposed to do the show, my son got hurt in a football game, Yikes. and I had to take him had to take him to urgent care. What happened? That was a Got a concussion. Oh man, got a concussion. We saw the doctor today. The doctor said everything is good, said he's going to return. I'm told, I am told him, gave him a couple extra. and said, you take a couple extra days, mm-hmm. take the weekend, yep. and we'll start over fresh on Monday. But we're good. Good. We're good. We're back. Best in the World Sports Report is here. My name is John Brown. This is Jovan Offer from Total Sports Live. What's going on, my friend?
2: Not much. I'm glad to be back on this show. I was
1: expecting to be. You was be out one. here. You was out there world traveling, man. You was out well, there on I, vacation, I world traveling. I you wouldn't
2: all world traveling. Just going up, uh, up uh, north. So,
1: were you in this country? No. Then you're traveling the world as okay. far as I'm concerned. Right. Look, <laughs> look, I'll tell you. Look, you go to New Jersey. I'm gonna say you world traveling. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Huh. But you're back. Everything is good. Eagles, big win for the Eagles. Yep, And so, I mean, it's it's, it's better anyway, because last week, uh, Eagles lost against Kansas City, so we didn't have to talk about that because we didn't do a show. Which is this, good. Which is good. So now we're back to talking about the Eagles and a win over the New York football Giants. Hey, we always talk about wins. Yes, That's yes, a good exactly. Thing yes, when we do a show, we're talking about wins, all right? That's a good omen. That is very good. Very good. So look, man, 27-24. Uh, Eagles win. Um, the end was very imp- uh, the, the end was good. I, I mean, I'm, let's, let's keep it real. I was sitting there in the house watching the game, just like many of you were, expecting this game to go to overtime, hoping that you yep. know they can put together one last drive mm-hmm. in overtime mm-hmm. to win the game. When they said they were going to kick the sixty-one yarder, I, I was like, okay, you know, time's running out. You might as well try, you know. It's better than hell hail mary. Exactly, it's better than a, it's, it's much better than the hail mary. So I'm just sitting over here, just thinking about what I'm going to do in this overtime. Lo and behold, this man makes a 61 yard kick. Jake, I'm I'm going to do better. I am committing myself to doing better than I did last show. I got a lot of names wrong on that last show. Kareem Hunt with the Kareem, Kareem Rush. Yes, Kareem Rush. Um, pretty sure uh, uh, amongst others. Yeah, but. Jake Elliott mm-hmm. with the 61-yard field goal had us walking away feeling good. He did, and
2: that's what you, you know, for them to even get in that position to yeah. hit that field goal that I think was imperative and that throw that Wentz had to Jeffrey on the on the sideline there mm-hmm. with like what, seven seconds left or mm-hmm. something like that, that was a pinpoint precision pass because it looked like that could have yeah. easily been Very, picked off.
1: Mm-hmm. Now look, I mean, there there are many different ways you can look at this game. Yeah. All right, you know, there's good and there's bad. You're gonna take. We're going. You know, you can focus on the good. Are you going? Right? Op- are
2: we, we going to be optimistic or pessimistic? You know, well, <laughs> there's
1: there's plenty of room for both <laughs> after the, after that game. <laughs> I mean, of course we're feeling good because the Eagles won. Mm-hmm. You know, in the end, there's never going to be a time as a fan. There should never be a time as a fan when the Eagles win that you don't feel good. Now, you can understand, like, like yeah, you know, there's some crappy parts and there's mm-hmm. some things about the game that you wish went better. And there's some a lot of things about that game that, that had me scratching my head, a lot of things pulling out my hair, with little hair I got. <laughs> you know, but in the end, a win is a win. It so is. but not but there's still a lot of football left. We're sitting here after three games, two and one. We're looking at our division, nobody stands out. No. Dallas doesn't stand out. Redskins definitely don't stand out. The Giants not even worth having a conversation about right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, you're sitting there 2-1 and one after three games. No, I am not predicting a Super Bowl. I'm not even predicting playoffs right now. No. But what I am saying is, you know what? It could happen. It could happen, and I'm starting to lean towards it should happen. But there's this game. What jumps out at me about this game was the fact that our team had a 14-0 lead going into the fourth quarter and then they lost it. Yeah. Um. I, I was scared. I, I thought they were gonna blow this game. Oh, me too. The will, I thought the wheels are gonna fall fall right oh, like off. Here it, like here it is. The other shoe is dropping. Beckham is coming. You know, Beckham with the two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, here it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Then Shepard, yeah, seventy seven yards. My
1: God. You know, and but to me, it was like. The the frust it w- it was a little bit of frustration because it was like all right yes I I do believe the Eagles have a very good defense mm-hmm. not, maybe not a great defense an right. improving defense but they have a good defense you know when you have a great defense you know you can score fourteen points and be good exactly I don't believe the Eagles have well they, they don't you know it's no. not even I don't believe because we've seen it all this they season. have certain parts yeah they uh, have certain, certain parts are they great. have certain parts but they don't have hey. 14 points and we're good defense. They don't have that yet. No. You know, that could come later on. Right now that's not what they have. So you needed a offense to keep on scoring points. So the 14 point lead was good, but you kept on saying, "All right, you got to you got to score more points." Yes. So the first thing that jumps out at me is going for it on 4th and 8 as towards the end of that first half. Now, look, the Giants, yes, you can easily say, and I, I, I understand the logic, the Giants did not score on that possession. They got the ball back. But they did not score, and they punted and put the Eagles farther back than they needed to be. And then at the end, Jake Elliott, our hero, because we like him, yes. missed the field goal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, had they punted on that fourth and eight and then held, you get the ball back in better field position. So to me, yes, you know, you yes. On one hand, you can say that there was no, you know, no harm, no foul because the Giants didn't score. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the fact that we didn't score is a direct result of going for it on fourth and eight, and I think that's a really uh, that's a mind boggling move. I don't get it.
2: Yeah, it is a mind boggling move, and on low, a lot of people, you know, felt like. It's okay for it was okay for Peterson to go for it on fourth and eight because they, you know, analytics says in that field position fourth and eight you're supposed to go for it. Uh, they're at midfield, so even if they do turn the ball over, turn the ball over on downs, you're not in. You're not giving them the best of field position. So I understand why he did it, and I'm, I know people. We live in the age of analytics and statistics. That say, well, I don't think do that's, a, do but that. is that
1: is 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 that really about analytics? Peterson I mean, when, when you look, at...
2: Peterson said he, they they run through this, they go through this throughout the week. They, they are, there's an assistant coach for I, analytics, specifically I, I, for analytics.
1: I have no problem with analytics. It, it's funny. I have no problem with analytics. I have no problem with with statistics mm-hmm. because it, you know it, there's a time and a place for it. there's a use right. for it. There's you, I, I don't mind that the Eagles use it, but sometimes I feel like analytics cannot come at the expense of common sense. Agreed. You know, what does you know? Sometimes analytics and stats can't come at the expense of gut instinct. Mm-hmm. What does your gut tell you? You cannot tell me that your gut told you that at that point in time, now is the time to go for it on fourth and eight. Come on, sign.
2: I mean that no. I'm not I I I'm not I'm not caping for Doug Peterson and saying <laughs> no. that he was right for doing it. I mean if it, was, if it was me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it.
1: I wouldn't even do that on Madden. No. I wouldn't even do that on Madden. What do you do? You know oh. but and to me I feel like I feel like if there comes a time when the Eagles move on from Doug Peterson. And I don't know if that's going to happen, and I'm certainly not at this point after a win against you know in, uh, a division rival calling for the, jo- the coach's right. job. I mean, there'll be plenty of time to call for his job. Now is not the time. But what I am saying is if down the line we make a move from this, from this coach, this will be one of the moves we talk about at that
2: time. It's when been he, it's been back to back weeks where he's done questionable things. I mean, we look at Kansas City; he barely ran the football. Mm-hmm. He had a running back in Laguerre Blunt. Kansas City he only had one touch, and that was one catch for zero yards. He refused to run the ball, and now we go to this past weekend's game. He decides to go for it on fourth and eight. He's been kind of questionable, which I guess you can say. Well, he's only second year coach, but at a certain point <laughs> in time, you got to start. Thinking more in tune to the game of what's happening,
1: but is is that that really about being a second year pro coach? Because I feel like at your second year, when you're in your second year at the pro level, yeah, you should know better. That's those are the types of mistakes when you're playing like D three, something you know, West Allegheny State and (laughs) A and T University. That you know, that's that though. That's where you try stuff like that, right? But not. In the NFL, at Lincoln Financial Field, against the New York Football Giants, when you know that on the other side of that field is Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr.
2: Yeah, you know on the other side that if you lose that game, you and, your, you and the Giants are now tied at one and two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one and one in the in the East.
1: So to to me, I feel like that that's something I'm putting in my mental rolodex. I did not like that. Now there were other things. I mean we we can jump back and forth. We're going for the good and the bad. Yeah, right. The good was the win, the bad was the fourth and eight call and blowing a 14-point lead. Mm-hmm. Another good you talked about them not running the ball against Kansas City. They came back and they ran the ball this week. They uh this past week. Smallwood, 71 year, yards. And did he impress you?
2: Yeah, I think his 71 yards it it reminded me of his game against the Steelers and the Falcons, where he wasn't like ripping off like big runs, but he was, you know, at certain points you piece can, by piece. Yeah, at certain points he was getting piece, piece. piece by yep. piece, and that's what you need in this. And that's what you need from him, and I think you were getting the same thing from Garrett Blunt. You know, like we said in prior week show, you know, you can't just take them out and then put them back in, take them out, put them back in. You got to consistently just run them two three times straight so he can get into a rhythm yes and we saw that and the way that they did it and how they spread it out the uh carries i thought it was perfect 12 for him 12 for uh blunt and then six for clement you know that's that's a perfect ratio that's 30 30 carries and you know Wentz had 31 pass attempts and you think you take his six you know rushes that's 37 so 37 passes the you know 30 runs that's that's perfect, you know, pass run ratio when that helps your quarterback a lot. That defenses actually have to respect your running game because you made it an emphasis against one of the league's worst teams at stopping the run. They're like 32nd in the league.
1: And so, but I guess to me, and this brings back the. the Conversation about analytics mm-hmm. because you could easily say, okay, you look at Kansas City's defense and you know they're they're tough against they're tough against the run, right. so maybe we should look to give the defense we should look to have a quick hook as far as running the ball goes, mm-hmm. and then you look at the Giants and you'll say, hey, the Giants have a weaker defense. We'll have more success. Let's stay with it. But to me, I feel like, no, that's not how you go at Mm -hmm. it. You know, you got to stick with this run. You know, you never know. You got to be able to keep feeding these guys the ball. And that's a little bit frustrating to me. So that brings me to Darren Sproles' injury, And we'll get into it a little bit later with our guest. But there are two ways, there are kind of two ways to look at this. On one hand, you see that the Eagles lose a very big piece. A lot of productivity. Mm-hmm. It was a big, uh, a running back that we as fans have seen for years now, and we know what he can do. So, when you look at it that way, you're a little bit worried. You know, you're a little, you know, you're a little skeptical. But then on the other hand, you see how this team has been running the ball, and it's been sporadically. Yeah. So you're sitting there looking at at Darren Sproles, and you're like, really, how big of a loss is this? Like, how big of a loss can this be? Now, for you, my friend, I'm asking you. I want your opinion. <laughs> How big is the loss of Darren Sproles? Uh, I think
2: the the loss of Sproles is pretty big because he just affects you know a lot of the game. You know he he affects the game on special teams. He any time the boss punted to him, he has the opportunity to take it the distance. Now you're trying to figure out okay who's going to be the punt returner? Or, you know are you how are you going to really put Tory Smith back there all the time, knowing that the amount of, that scares me, knowing the amount of snaps he has to play. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to put Nelson Aguilar back there which he, it could work but he's kind of been integral to this offense too.
1: Now they also brought in Kenyon Barner this week. Yes. And they talked about putting him there.
2: Which w- which bro- could which could work which because could work, because, could because they've have activated four running backs on game day.
1: But on the other hand it's also like Can what was Kenyon Barner doing last week? He was watching the game with us. Yes. Now he now you're going to put him in Fly him out to the West Coast for a big game against, not San Diego, but Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I know a lot of fans were kind of, not a lot, let me rephrase that. Some fans were... Kind of surprised they signed Barner because a lot of people were thinking that they were probably going to go with Byron Marshall, who's been on the practice squad, been such a good trooper. They're like, he's going to finally get a shot, and it doesn't happen. No. So they have it's, to. It's Paul,
1: it's, it's Paul Turner all over again. Yes, Remember when everyone, everyone was all ecstatic about Paul Turner. Paul
2: Turner, yeah. Henry Josie, yeah. Raheem yeah. Mostert. Yeah, yeah. Even though Mostert is on the, the Niners' 53-man roster. so
1: All right, what is he doing there? I think he's the,
2: like the third run, third string running back.
1: Okay. But he's gonna get some run. You think so? Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: I don't doubt you. Hey, I'm just I'm just letting it you know. But when you look at the Eagles running game, you know, it's I'm concerned because the mismatch that Sproles brings, you know. We can't depend on like Garabon to be that pass catcher. Corey Clement, you really can't depend on him because we kind of really don't know what he is yet. No, you don't. Even though a lot of Eagles fans have been hyping him up since, this like. Whole, this whole, I mean, let's keep it real. draft man. season.
1: This whole Eagles running back core is a big question mark. Yes. We don't know. I mean, you could actually say. And same thing for
2: the Giants, big yeah. question mark. Same thing for the Redskins, question mark.
1: It. I mean, so we, we really don't know. We don't know, and I feel like Doug has not given us the sample size we need to to really make that decision
2: because he doesn't know.
1: He, yeah, I don't think he knows either. No. So I mean, honestly, the whole the running back situation has been one that is kind of it it it, it 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 vexes me, mm-hmm. and it has been like really this whole through Doug's whole tenure. Because remember last last season, there was talk about, like, who decides who goes in where? Mm -hmm. And Doug tried to put that on Deuce Staley, and, you know, made it seem like, you know, Deuce has way more power over this offense than a running back's coach should have. Right. So now you're sitting there and you're looking at some of these plays that they're coming in. Especially towards the beginning of the season, when you're watching Legarrette Blunt run sweeps, mm-hmm. and it's like if you know it's a sweep, and you're telling me that Deuce Staley is the one who's putting the running back in, why is he putting Legarrette Blunt but in, in the there? Sweep, right? So, so to me, I mean, it just adds to your frustration mm-hmm. of not understanding the direction of this running back, uh, Right, or Not un- understanding
2: backs. your personnel,
1: and 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 you, it makes you wonder, you know. Do they do they even know the direction? Do they, do they even know what's supposed to be going you know, what's happening there?
2: No, and I guess and I and I that's why they've, you know, activated four running backs due the first three weeks of the because they don't know. They don't know when it's kinda of, they're just gonna go with whoever has the high hand. Who's ever the one that's producing, that's gonna be the one that's going to be the guy that week and it's so tough because you just don't know and it's not like you look at other teams. You can look at Jacksonville and say Leonard Fournette's the guy. You can look at Dallas and say Ezekiel Elliott's the guy for right now. Even even in Pittsburgh with his struggles, you can say Le'Veon Bell's the guy. You can't say that here. Yeah, yeah
1: there there is no guy here. No. There's guys. Mm-hmm.
2: Even the Bears, you can say mm-hmm. guys because they yeah. have two running backs who, mm-hmm. late-round picks, by the way, that have produced.
1: What? I, I didn't think that could – is that legal?
2: Uh, that is legal.
1: It's not legal here.
2: Nah, we just picked the wrong guys.
1: It's it, it's all right, it's all right. So look, let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk with our guests. I got a guest for you today. Mm-hmm. All right, There's a legend in this town. All right, all right, a close personal friend of mine. Like you know, I, I try to bring in you know I try to bring in people who you know who I like a lot, mm-hmm. and, and who really like me. Um, here's a guy. We're gonna bring him in after we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and he's gonna tell you all about how much he loves me as a person. All right. So let's take a break. We'll come back. Our guest will be Derek Gunn from Comcast, Sportsnet, CSN Philly, uh, Eagles Pre, Post, Quick Slants, all that just shows that feature of the Eagles Derek is on. Everything football. Everything football related. With Eagles, it's it's, it's Derek Gun. That's my man, and he's gonna come. We're gonna bring him in and talk about next week's game, this week's game, however you want to look at it. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk Eagles charges with Derek Gunn when we come back. Once again, this is the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown. I'm standing across from my homie Javon Offer from Total Sports Live. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. All right, all that stuff, social media. We we we're on that. All right
0: best in the world we'll be right back you're listening to the best in the world sports report listen to this show in its entirety every saturday at 8 a.m on the philly go flow at phillygoflow.com If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spout.
2: No, dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and me
0: This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. All right, you guys,
1: we're back on the best in the world sports report. Once again, hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW sports. All right. At BITW sports. That's where we are. That's where you can reach us at all times. It's like we don't have a staff. It's me. Yes. Just you. Just just me. So if you hit me up on BITW sports, more than likely I will answer you.
2: In less than 24 hours,
1: well, I I can't promise that, but I will get I will get back to you. All right, I answer all correspondence, good or bad. You know, good. You know, I'll thank you. Be real nice. If if you're mean, we'll probably get into it or something. I, I don't I don't know. It it doesn't matter. But look, still talking football. Still talking Eagles. All right. Another big win last week. Beat the Giants. Got a test. They're going out west. Four o'clock game. Well four o'clock our time, one o'clock their time, but going out to play the not San Diego Chargers, the now Los Angeles Chargers, in front of probably a capacity crowd of about 337 people, but of those 337 people that are going to be out there watching the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the people that will be there covering the game, all right, for conversation sake, and because I want you to be impressed, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call him a friend of mine, gotcha, I'm not quite sure how he considers himself, but I consider him a friend of mine, so let's bring in our guest this week, ladies and gentlemen, from CSN Philly, you know him, he's covered the Eagles for years, he is the he is the host of Quick Slant, it comes on, co- soon to be NBC Sports, NBC Sports Philadelphia, but right now it's still called uh, CSN Philly, but... Ladies and gentlemen, my close personal friend. One of the bestest friends I've ever had in the whole world. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn, it is, great t- it is great to see you. Hope everything's well, hope your family is well. And I know you hope my family's well because we're such good friends, right? JV, the feeling is And Let
3: me tell you what kind of friends you are. Oh my goodness. We, see, we don't have time for that. We, we don't have time for that, see. No, 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 you're gonna love this one. I don't do not do call on Thursday nights because I've got to watch Thursday night football. I don't care who's playing. Mm-hmm. You know me; I'm a football junkie.
1: Yeah, of course. But even
3: more so because my home state, Green Bay Packers, are playing right now. So that shows you how special of a friend you are for me to take time out and take this call just for you. I, I we're do it for many people.
1: I, 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 I do appreciate this, and let me tell you now
3: something. got the check in the mail, also.
1: You can expect that. In fact, you will get a check. All right, I, I have I want a no blank check. I don't
3: want to cancel check. I don't want a bounce check. I don't oh, want a oh see, check. I,
1: everything everything was good till he said not a bounce check. I'm like, look, I will give you a valid check. I have no problem seeing you and writing you a check. I was like, that, if that's all you want, then that, then we're good. I can I can do that. That's not that's not a problem at all. It's right what he said not a bounce check? Now now I got to figure out something else. In fact, hey Javon, can, can you spot me like? Twenty bucks. I can spot you twenty. A, Thank you.
3: I appreciate it. Now you got that. to put a, put a one and about five or six zeros behind the one. All
1: right. I'll, I'll yeah. You know what? That's what I'll do. I'll put five or six zeros behind that one. But the decimal point is also going to go behind the one as well.
3: <laughs> see? So you just you just messed up the whole thing. Oh. See what I mean?
1: <laughs> see. All right. Let's, see, I, I got to move on to football because because. Yes. I, I don't I don't want Derek gonna hang hang up on me. No. Again. All right. <laughs> Derek, you're flying uh you're flying out to California. Uh Eagles got a big game against the Chargers. West Coast trip. They're going out to play pretty good quarterback yeah. in Phillip Rivers. Pretty good quarterback in Phillip Rivers who's got a pretty good wide receiving core. Uh this defense that has carried them this season is pretty banged up at this point. How worried are they about uh, this, we're uh, about to call them San Diego again, LA. This, this LA offense?
3: Well, they should be uh, because Phillip Rivers is a more accurate passer than Eli Manning. And just like they couldn't put Eli Manning on the ground last week, uh, Phillip Rivers is very difficult to put on the ground. He's only been sacked four times in the first three games. Uh, but the one thing that Phillip, that Phillip Rivers will do for the opposition is he will give the opposition a chance to pick off some passes. He's already thrown three inter- uh, three interceptions, excuse me, four interceptions this year. He threw three of the, same, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you got me saying San Diego. He threw three of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs last week, and KC could have picked off five or six passes. Over his last 40 games, Rivers has thrown 47 interceptions. And this is a a Chargers team that keeps finding new ways to lose games. If you go back to last season coupled with this season, 19 games. They lost 14 of 19 games over the combined two seasons. 10 of those games have been by seven points or less. The two games they lost, two, two of the three games they lost this year were by three and two points. But the thing that worries you is San Diego has enough talent on both sides of the football. To win, this, to win this game and to win a lot more games. Now, from the Eagles' perspective, you hope this is not the week that Phillip Rivers is on point because when Rivers is on point, he can sling with the best in the business. He's got the running game, he's got the wide receivers, and they've got some really good pass rushers on that defensive side. You don't want this to be the week, but this could be the trap game. I don't like this game for the Eagles. I picked Eagles to win this game by one point, but I don't like this game for the Eagles on Sunday.
1: Now, you talked about Phillip Rivers and – the type of game he's he's capable of having, and you also talked about team so far this season, teams' inability to really put pressure on him and to put him on the ground. Now, this Eagles' deed it thrives on putting pressure on the quarterback, but there's a good chance that they'll be without Fletcher Cox this week. One, right? Uh, what is what is the latest on Fletcher Cox, and how do they plan on? Putting some, getting pressure without him?
3: Well, uh, Fletcher didn't practice on Wednesday, did not practice again on Thursday. So right now, the outlook appears to be that he's not going to play on Sunday. And the one thing that the Eagles have uh, depth-wise is depth along the defensive front. Um, and that means um, Tim Jernigan who's played 66% of the snaps, is going to have to play a few more snaps. Uh, Bo Allen, who's played like 44% of the snaps, is going to have to play a few more snaps. And the rookie they drafted Elijah Qualls, who's only played 12% of the snaps, to spell those other guys, he's going to have to play even more snaps. So instead of that, and this could be the week finally that Stephen Means finally is activated. Now, Stephen Means had a pretty good season last year, had been deactivated all three games this year. So Stephen Means will get in there now, and he will give his team some significant uh, reps as well. But you're going to have to come out and jump on this Chargers team right away. You're going to have to get Rivers off his spot. Don't let Rivers sit back there and get in the comfort zone, because if you do, that's when he picks you apart the most. So even if you don't get to him, make him feel that pressure from the edges. Make him feel that pressure from up the middle. Force him to move. And he's pretty good at moving and throwing. But force him to be uncomfortable in their pocket to enhance your chance of winning this game.
2: And when you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Phillip Rivers and his offense, and we look at, you know, who they got, wide receiver they got, Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, the Titans they have, they have a lot of them. What would, you know, and we look at the even the first three weeks of this season, What is what would you say is your assessment of the secondary? Because without Ronald Darby uh, since week one, they've actually played much better.
3: Well, I have to give McCoy Onlin, the defensive back coach, uh, a lot of credit for what he's done with the really young secondary. I mean, you look, he runs around with Darby. Uh, He's had to insert Rasul Douglas, who played a really good game against the Giants. Um, Jalen Mills in his second year has really stepped his game up. Jalen Mills has been targeted 42 times in three games. He was targeted 21 times uh, against the Giants. And let's face it, There's not many guys on the planet that's going to cover Odell Beckham Jr. 21 times successfully. And, yes, Odell did get a couple of uh, touchdowns. But for the most part, you look at Jalen, the way he played him on his technique. He played him off. Let let Odell come to him. Uh, Sure tackler. He broke up some passes as well. Uh, You look at the other kids they've had to insert there. You know, McCoy Graham is down. Jalen Watkins is down. Um, so I give Corey Elner a lot of credit for what he's been able to do in terms of mixing and matching uh, the talent back there. You finally get uh, Roddy McLeod back this week as well. That's a big help for the secondary uh, in a lot of ways. And so, considering the the volume of injuries they've had on the back end of that defense, um, they've really held their own. And they're going to be tested once again because now you're looking for the, at the second straight week at a team that's desperate, a team that's wounded, a team that's embarrassed because. The Chargers are a much better team than their 3-0 record indicates. So these kids now, and I think the Giants game was a good test for all these kids across the board who had to play, who had the lead, fell behind, made enough plays to overcome adversity and get the all-important win. So I think it's huge in terms of what they're going to have to do this upcoming week against the Chargers.
1: Now you talked uh, you talked a great deal about the secondary and how they've been banged up but how these young kids have kind of stepped up over the last the last uh few games. Now, there's there's still a second round a second round pick waiting in the wings. Have they have you heard anything about him yet? Have you heard anything about Jones?
3: Everything that I've been told so far is that don't expect him to play this season. Um they don't want to risk him uh the probability of re-injuring uh, that Achilles again. And, you know, so why risk it now? And if you do that, you put them back even farther next year. You don't want that to happen. So I think we can basically come to grips that this is uh, an Eagles team that is not going to have Sidney Jones in 2017. But if you look at the long-term outlook for this secondary. Uh, if Sidney Jones is what we think he is in terms of ability, cover skills, and things like that, to go with a Ronald Darby, a Jalen Mills, and a Rasul Douglas, you have a good crop of 23, 24-year-old DBs that will be together for the next two to three years, um, and that really puts them in a really good position at a spot that has been a quick fix entity for Howie Roseman. You know, with the Kerry Williams, um, and the Byron Maxwells and things like that. So in that regard, it looks like Howie Roseman has gotten it right in terms of drafting well and trying to cultivate the back end. Now, you may not see all of the results this year when you look at the quarterbacks that they're going to face. I mean, you still have to – you still got Philip Rivers coming up. You're still going to have to see Carson Palmer. You, can, you hope Cam Newton is not 100% by the time you see him. you got another shot at Kirk Cousins down the road. you still got to play Dak Prescott twice. So there's a good possibility that these kids are going to have some rough patches. That's understandable, um, but it's a good, valuable learning lesson. And more importantly, hopefully, they're winning more games than losing along the way.
1: You know what that sounds like? What? You know what that sounds like, right? What, what he's saying. You, mm-hmm. You're hearing what he's saying. You know what it sounds like? What does it sounds like? Three words. We 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 don't really attach them to the to the Eagles. Attach them to Trust another the team. Process. Trust, Trust the, process. That's, the process. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Trust it. the process. Because I see these young kids. And let me tell you something that I have said on this show a long time when it's come to this Eagles secondary. I was tired of them going out there and getting the big free agent cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, when are we going to get back to developing, dra- developing the quarterback? Uh, corner, cornerbacks. That's what I say. Oh not mock me. That's what I said. I said cornerback. (laughs) When are we going to get back to developing these young DBs?
3: If you look at at teams like the Pittsburghs, the Green Bays, the New Englands, that's one thing that they consistently do. They draft well for needs. And you look at these players, they get second, third, fourth, fifth round. Some of them obscure players from places you've never heard of. But because they know beyond a shadow of a doubt because of the way they've been scouted, by scouting departments the that they fit a specific need with that team, all of a sudden these kids elevate themselves to a Pro Bowl player. You're thinking, why can't other teams do this? Other teams don't stay committed to the draft like these teams do, and that's why these teams are consistently in the upper echelon in the national football league. Now, granted, when you talk about those three teams, they have three of the better quarterbacks in the league, and, of course, one is considered the all-time greatest. Obviously, that's a big factor as well. But one guy can't win a game alone. You got to have other entities on both sides of the football. And these teams do an extremely good job of drafting for a specific need, And that's what Howie Roseman and this revamped scouting organization and front office have to get. Once you draft these players, you have to trust it. And hopefully you've made the right decision because if not, he could set you back for another two, three years.
1: Once again, we're back here with Derek Dunn from CSN Philly, close personal friend of mine, guy I hang out with all the time. Um, I uh, I taught him how to barbecue. I showed him. Did how you feel a
2: ground
3: move when you made that statement? Did you feel <laughs> a ground move when you saw th- that lie?
1: Th- thought I heard lightning. I, I will say that. I, seen, I, th- I thought I heard I've, lightning. I've,
3: look, I've seen you barbecue. My stuff doesn't turn out
1: like junkie like yours. All right. See. <laughs> all right. All right. All, 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 you know what? Bec- bec- because he's doing me a favor, and this is the biggest guest we've had this season. Yeah, all right. All right. I I, I got to take that. You know what? Be- but it's all right because you know that's the type of relationship I have with Derek Dunn <laughs> because we're such close personal friends all right cuz cuz are, are
3: you are you just letting the audience know that because you said it so many times like you have
1: yes to yes I, I i can't yeah. figure that out Look, i I'm, i am not in a i am not in a place yet professionally with this program where i cannot you know name drop every now and then I, I just gotta do that i gotta i have to let people know that i know Derek gunn he's a friend of mine his phone is, is uh <laughs> his phone number is saved in my in my phone <laughs> i honestly we, we work we've worked
3: together for a long time we worked
1: we worked together for a very long time he's he's, he's a very good friend of mine i know Derek gunn i'm I just just telling people that i, I just want to remind people that. <laughs> Oh, man. So,
2: switching switching to the offensive side of the ball, we saw the Eagles, obviously, in Kansas City. They didn't run the ball as much. Then they come back around against the Giants, which has one of the worst run defenses in, in the league. They, you know, we see Blunt. Blunt He goes off. We see Smallwood. We see Corey Clement. Heading into this game against the Chargers, you know, their defense gives, is giving up 146.7 yards per game. Can we trust Doug to actually continue to run continuing to run the ball? No, we can't trust Doug. Man. I'm just saying.
3: Well, 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 first of all, I will never trust Doug. But secondly, <laughs> this, this uh, Chargers defense is tailor-made um, to run against. You know, the Giants have the worst run defense in the league. The Chargers have the second worst run defense. In the league, they are smaller, fast defensive front. Don't get me wrong; they're very good up front, very talented. But they are a the smaller defensive front, and so yes, the Eagles could have success running the football if they don't pound the ball between the tackles with this team. If they go back to what they did against Kansas City, you realize the public outcry for Doug Head again. I mean, if people already want him fired, and this team is two and one. You imagine the public outcry if they don't allow Doug, uh, if Doug doesn't allow these guys to establish the run. Uh, and hopefully keep the ball out of the hands of Phillip Rivers, and don't allow Phillip Rivers to, to, to get any rhythm and put points up on the team. You have to make that commitment to the run. It's a no. Perf- it's no perfect scenario for this run game with the Garrett Blunt, Wendell Smallwood, and yes, Corey Clement to run the ball 25, 30 times against the Chargers.
1: Now, now with that running, with this running attack, they lost a big piece uh, last week in Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles out for the year. Now, we kind of talked about this earlier in the show where there's kind of two ways to look at it. On one hand, from people who watch games, you know what Darren Sproles can do, and you're worried about, I guess, that, that, that lack of productivity mm-hmm. that you're taking off the board. But then on the other hand, you see how sporadically Doug Peterson has run the ball and then you think, maybe this won't be as big a, as big a deal, Derek. I ask you, how you know how bad will this Eagles team feel the loss of Darren Sproles?
3: Well, like Jeff Peterson said the other day, you lose a Darren Sproles, a player of that caliber, um, it's a devastating loss uh, for a number of reasons. He helps you as a change of pace in the run game. He's definitely a mismatch nightmare in the passing game. And he is a huge factor. He's one of the better returners and still one of the more dangerous returners in the game, even at 33 years of age. So it's devastating. Now, other players will step up and still avoid, but they may not do it as well as Dan Spoles. But you do have enough complementary players who can do it. Now, supposedly, Torrey uh, Smith is going to get first shot in the punt return. Torrey has done it in the past, hasn't done it in recent years, but he's done it in the past. Uh, in terms of the run game, you're not really going to have to divide that up. I, mean, I think it's going to be running back by committee, which is not a bad thing because a lot of successful teams, like the Kansas City, uh, the Pittsburghs who run the football, they do a running back by committee. You know, you look at Tennessee's run, running game, running back by committee, Jacksonville, things teams like that. Um, but the passing game, we're going to see because uh, Wendell Smallwood, the Blunt, and Corey Clement have not caught a lot of passes in their careers. Um, at the collegiate level or the pro level for that matter. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see who picks up that slack. But obviously, whoever the better pass catcher of with is three, and we know it's not blunt when you look at it. He's only had, like, what, 49, 50 passes in his pro career. We know it's not going to be blunt. Uh so it's down his and Smallwood, to pick up that slack. It'll be interesting to see
1: who becomes the go-to guy in that department. So given that... And knowing the importance of running the ball this week, and knowing that San, uh, about to call him San Diego again too, <laughs> knowing that Los Angeles is right to get run on. That brings me to the issues that they've had on the offensive line with their guard. With it's now been a revolving door of of uh, at offensive guard. What uh, what direction do you see them going into this week? You know, at first it was Sam Malu. then we t- talked about Chance Warmack. Now is Newski. Where 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 do they turn to at offensive guards uh on Sunday? Well, first of
3: all, I'm I'm shocked that they didn't open up the position of a competition. When you look at the depth they had at the guard position, even after they got rid of Alan Barber. Um I, I was just a little bit surprised that they just handed Mallow the position. But as we saw last week, I think right now Wisniewski is the better of the, the, the trio in terms of knowledge, having a cerebral knowledge of the game, executing both in the run and pass blocking. Uh, Chance Wormack is a good road grader when it comes to run blocking, but he struggled in pass blocking, as we saw. And that's the reason why Wisniewski played 44 snaps. The chances I believe it was 22, 23 snaps. So i think moving forward, uh, Wisniewski is going to be that guy unless something drastic happens uh, down the road.
1: Once again, here with Derek Gunn, my close personal friend, one of best fr- In fact, uh, when you get back, you know, they, give me a call and we'll go get something to eat. All right, buddy. As long as you're not barbecue. That's that's a real messed up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's messed up. But that's just that's just the relationship we have, Javon. Because me and Derek Gunn are such close buddies.
2: He's your BFF. Yeah.
1: yeah yes. Okay. Yeah, in my head. All right. Derek Gunn is like the best. Like the bestest friend I've ever had. Now, and
2: the
3: in and the, and the three operative words you just said, in, in your head, in, in my head, in my head. <laughs>
1: are you talk? Uh, you you kind of hinted at it before. Uh, before we let you go, just a, a prediction for Sunday's game. Where Where do you see this game going?
3: Um, I, I think this is a trap game for the Eagles. Um, I think you know eventually the Chargers are going to get it right. Uh, hopefully, it's not this Sunday. Um, I do think the Eagles will generate a couple of turnovers. Um, But I like the Eagles. I I tell you what, I like the the Chargers to lose this game more than I like the Eagles winning this game. So with that said, as I picked on my blog for com, I picked the Eagles to
1: win this game 24-23. I like it. I I like it. And, of course, I like it because me and Derek Gunn are such good, good close personal friends. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let, let, let me let me tell you, uh, r- real quick, before before we let him go. My my, my history with Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn helped make me famous in this city. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not trying to act like I'm just like this 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 big celebrity. You're getting there. But I, I, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But but you know, Derek Gunn. Now he'll tell you if you he, like if you say, "Hey, man, what do you think of John Brown?" One thing Derek Gunn will tell you like John Brown spent years stealing my exclusives.
3: I will agree with that, and, 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 and I will agree.
1: With and, that. And, and you know what? I, I've gotten to a point in my life. You know, I'm I, as reflect. I, I will give you that. I used to, I used to dispute it when he would say that. But now I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. Because it helped me. <laughs> it helped. It helped me build a name for myself and build my Twitter followers. Because what I would do is, if you followed me and Derek on Twitter or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anytime Derek Gunn chimed in with something, if he gave any type of insight, any type of exclusive, I would then repeat the same thing verbatim. <laughs> so it would be on your timeline. Yeah, so so if Derek Gunn says, if he tweets, Eagles are expected to sign Mike Vick. Or no, no, he wouldn't say that. He would say, my sources tell me the Eagles are expected to sign Mike Vick. So like two seconds later, you would, I would put, my sources tell me. That the Eagles are about to sign Mike Vick. Oh gosh.
3: Finally, you tell the truth. This
1: is the truth because I, because I got you on the show now. now, now I, I, you know I've, I've been saving this for ratings. You know this is my confessional. Yes, I stole I stole information from Derek Gunn. I did it for a long, long time, and I would also go Derek Gunn in the debates on Twitter just so people would think I was important and then follow me.
3: And you slept well at night, after You did all of this, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, my oh my! I slept like a baby because anytime I got into, anytime I got into a, a Twitter conversation with Derek Gunn, I'd get six, seven new followers every time.
3: And and and, and you 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 had.
1: No conscience whatsoever. None, none. About what you were doing. Hey, look, man, I got kids to feed. I got an empire to build, man. I got to do what I got to. <laughs> I got. I got to do what I got to do, man. Uh, look, I appreciate it because you know, th- th- there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people in this market who would not have been as accepting as you. Not, not to say that you liked it, but you know, you never like cursed me out about it either. You know, you just like, hey, John, stop stealing my exclusives, and I would like keep doing it, but. I mean, there are other people who wouldn't, who not, you know, wouldn't be as patient, and I, and and for you know, that I'm, I appreciate. I'm always
3: trying to help a, I'm always trying to help a brother out.
1: I understand that, and I appreciate you helping me out as well. So you know, but but because you, know, you know, Derek Gunn's my close personal friend. Yes, uh, your BFF. You no, know, he is he, he, in your head. Exa- in my head, there you know he, he he's the greatest. He's the king. Now next week we have Ron Burke on the show. Um, he's my no. close friend. Right <laughs> there you <laughs> go, go,
3: It's
1: all it's all. I got I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, I, I gotta do what I gotta do. Derek, you have a safe flight out there to Cali. Enjoy yourself. Work hard. Enjoy that sunshine. Come back. We I really appreciate this because you know we pretty much talked to Derek like through the like halfway through the first quarter of this uh this football game. Yes.
3: We sure did. That's all right. Green
1: Bay's up fourteen nothing, so I'm happy. Oh, uh, it's all—it's all, go. all good. See, see, there you go. Talking, talking to us brought Green Bay, brought that Green Bay luck. I won't go that far, but if
3: that's what you need to go with, let's go
1: with it. Once again, it's all about trying to sleep at night. That's all. That's that's, that's all I'm trying to do.
3: <laughs>
1: so, Derek, my friend, thank you. I appreciate it.
3: Guys, guys, thanks for having me on. No
1: problem. Anytime. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Derek Gunn from CSN Philly. You can catch him on CSN Philly all the time. He's always there because they're always talking to Eagles. I don't mind. I need that. Catch him every uh, Monday through Friday on Quick Slants. Catch him on Eagles pre- and post-game live. He's doing his thing. Derek Gunn, my close personal friend, my buddy. Your BFF. Yeah. In your head. In my head. All right, look, let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll wrap things up on the Best in the World Sports Report. Tell us what you thought of this interview. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at sports. And a reminder, you can hear us on Philly Go Flow every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. John and Javon, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., phillygoflow.com. All right? All right.
0: All right, let's take a break. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know com. Hey, everyone.
2: Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the best in the world sports report.
1: You are now rocking with the best. Best in the world sports report. Once again, here's on PhillyGoFlow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. If you're listening on PhillyGoFlow.com right now, thank you for listening. Make sure you keep it locked right here because early morning 80s is next. If you're just listening on the podcast, um, thanks for listening to that too. Uh, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. We're there. Thank you. We appreciate it. I'm not, you know, Leave a could, review. you know how iTunes is with like the numbers. So I have no clue who's listening yeah, to us me, on yeah. iTunes. I don't know. Um, I need to get on to uh, tune in like you. Yeah. You're, you're my idol as far as that. Oh, that's God. concerned. I want to be like you. Yeah, I need to get on tune in. I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure that out one of these days. But once again, that's us SoundCloud, iTunes. Just look up the best in the world sports report. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITWSports. I want to thank, uh, real quick shout out from phillygoflow.com. I got to shout out my man, Patrick Manley, host of the Night Mode Show. That's all the slow jams, all right? So when you want to get your romance on with your lady, you know, listen to the Night Mode Show with Patrick Manley every night at 9 o'clock. All right? Uh, that, that's all the plugs I gotta do. I, I gotta do those things. Got to pay the bill. I, I do. I, I I do. He gives me airtime, so therefore right. I plug his <laughs> shows. You know, it's all good. That's, that's that's what I do. All right, look, man. So we got awards to give out this week. This is what we do when Eagles have won. So there's not. So I, I have like two awards that I I, I like to give out mm-hmm. on Eagles lost weeks when the Eagles lose. I give out the Ham and Egger Award. You know, and and I. I, I and I took my hat to the late, great Bobby DeBrain-Heenan. Couldn't get a chance. I wanted to talk about him last week, but we didn't because we didn't do a show last week. Yeah. You know, you know, grace and peace to that man. God bless that man's memory. Bobby DeBrain-Heenan, he was, he was one of all-time greats. But we'll give out the Hammond and Edgar Award next time the Eagles lose. Maybe they'll never lose again, and we won't give the award out. That'd be perfect. That would be perfect. <laughs> but when they win... You know you're you're flying. You know you're, you're you're flying high. When Eagles win, you are flying high. You're feeling good, and there's always somebody that comes around and opens their mouth and blows your high. Yep, that it always happens. There's always one. And, and when and when that happens, you want to look at you want to look that person in the eye, and you want to tell them, "Hey man, sit your ass down." <laughs> so that's what we do. We give out the sit your ass down award. And now we have a repeat nominee. A if repeat you remember, offender. A
2: repeat offender. But I, think right? I, don't, I don't know if we it, should it, use the word offender with these nominees.
1: She offends me when she talks. Brickman Henry is once again out there in these Twitter streets talking greasy. Yes. So she is once again a nominee. Uh, she's, somebody needs to tell her, like, look, man, you need to chill. Because the best in the world has, has now given for the second time this season – has give, has nominated Brett McHenry for the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Now, another person, now, it's hard to give him the Sit Your Ass Down Award because he was already kneeling. On both knees. <laughs> On both knees. And this pains me. because Let me tell you something. The next nominee is Ray Lewis. Doesn't pain me. I know it doesn't pain you, <laughs> but here's the thing. I lived in Baltimore for a long time. I lived in Baltimore for a long time, really in the – like – like when Ray was in his prime, mm-hmm. Ray Lewis could quite possibly be my favorite football, my favorite football player of all time to have never played for the Eagles. All right, he is one of my he he, he is, I, I, you know as a player, I love Ray Lewis, and it, it, it kind of hurts me because I feel I truly feel like Ray got a bum rap with this murder rap with the, with the the whole murder case. Yeah, I personally and I've talked about it with people all the time. I think, that murder, I think that murder case was all about self-defense. I think it was two dudes popping off in the club.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They tried to walk away. Two dudes kept on popping, thought they was hard, got a little bit more than they, they bargained for. Sometimes, you know, you got, hey, man, you, you got to watch who you run up on. Yeah. Anyway, when you in that life, you know, you're going to run up on the wrong person. Hey, you know what, what Jay say? Run up on me at the light, you're going to lose your life. That's what I think happened. You know, I could be wrong, whatever, but I think that, I think you know everyone likes to call Ray Lewis a murderer. I think that murder case was was all about self defense. So I th- I don't like to use that. I don't like to use that as an example <laughs> against Ray Lewis. People do. Everybody goes every, there. You know it's what it's the go to. It's like dude, you beat a murderer. You're a murderer. Why? You know it's like every time Ray, it doesn't matter what Ray Lewis is saying. Hey man, the world is round. Shut up man, you're a murderer. <laughs> But nonetheless, I don't like to do that, and I don't want to put Ray Lewis on this on this list. He deserves it, but he deserves it because he's been talking so greasy that he flip flop. He hypocrite. He flip flopped twice in the same sentence, same week, the same week. So after you know, look, and, and, and at this point, look, if we started to nominate President Trump for this award, no one else would ever get it. You know, he, yeah. we was, we have we have to disqualify right. President Trump and everybody from, from his administration. Yeah, we yeah. we just can't <laughs> do that because no one else would ever win. No, you know, it's, it, we're almost at the point where we got to su- suspend Britt McHenry. Right, she's almost up there with <laughs> Donald Trump, but not, but not yet. But nonetheless, here we go. After all that, you know. You know, uh, Donald Trump's out here talking greasy mm-hmm. about football players in the NFL all weekend long. Oh, so you know, and 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 here's the thing about this. And then the NBA at that. And, and then the NBA at that, but you know, but the like thing picking was picking on black folks. He does, but once again, this is not Donald Trump's award because right. he always <laughs> win it. But nonetheless, you know, yeah, yes, these protests, were you know, however you want to call them. If you want to call them flag protests, I don't. You know, I don't necessarily think so. It's your Cause, prerogative. Cause, yeah, it's your prerogative. You know, that's a whole nother hour show. Yes. But but to me, it's not about the flag. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's like, dude, this was small. And then the president started talking and he made it big. Yep. And now you had a whole bunch of players kneeling. One of those was Ray Lewis, who had sat there and had been such a a, a, a staunch critic. Now he's out there, front and center with his teammates, with all with his with, with his shellacked on hair, praying.
2: Fresh jeans. Fresh some fresh jeans on his <laughs> knees.
1: Sunglasses and, and, on, and just sitting there like Whoa, sports blazer. Yeah, like look, like look at Ray Lewis. Look who look who flew all the way to England and got woke. Looking
2: like a, looking like Creflo Dollar. Exactly.
1: Oh my God, man! Yes, he look yes. Yes, he was down there looking like Cref, a mixture of Creflo <laughs> with, with a little bit of Osteen and, and, you know, just insert name here. Whoever, you know, whoever's your your, your favorite TV preacher. But nonetheless, T.D. Jakes, T. D. Jakes <laughs> Kirk Franklin, you <laughs> know, it don't matter, but he's out there. He's front and center. Now, now, mind you, he's front and center mm-hmm. because this was a big trip for the Ravens. Jonathan Ogden was there, too. Ed Reed was there, too. You know, Steve Smith was there too. Where were they? Not on television. Mm-hmm. Not in front of the camera, just doing their jobs. Yep. But not Ray. Ray is out there and as his play, as the players take a knee because they understand what the statement is for and the statement being made, Ray decides, Hey, let me get down there on the floor with him. Both knees. On both knees. Not even you know he, didn't one. Kneel. he bent over. He he he's he, I don't even know. He crouched. What what crouching tiger hidden dragon whatever, you know? Crouch,
2: squat it, whatever you want
1: <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. And then as you're sitting there like, "Wow, okay. All right, maybe Ray, maybe Ray's had a change of heart." He's seen the light. Ray, maybe he's seen the light. Okay. Welcome back, Ray. He got the camera flash. Not so fast. Nope. Nah, dude, I was praying. What would Remember? Jesus do? I I Look. I'm not going to knock this man's wall. You know, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm not here to judge this man's no. walk with the Lord. No. his relationship with the Lord is his relationship it's with his. the Lord. It's, it's his. his. It's, it's it's his. I can't judge that man. No, you know, it's only God can judge. I'm not. Hey, look, man, I'm not gonna tell this man he has a splinter in his eye, and I got a plank in my own. I can't do that. See I'm, all, see, I'm preaching just like Ray. Uh-oh. You got me up. See, see, I'm I'm, I'm I'm channeling my inner William B. Moore out this piece, right? <laughs> all right. Shout out to Pastor Moore. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, come on, son. Yeah. That's what, I, that's all I can say. I was like, it, was it was bad. It, it was bad. It looked fake. And it was just, and it just, made, it, it it took what could be a good thing and just made it just, just. You know, you're looking at it, and then now you want to turn your head and just give it the side eye. It, you know, it, I was I was looking at it straight on, and now I'm just like,
2: really, it was disgraceful because he backed away from it. It was like, okay, like everybody's like, oh my god, Ray is niling. Maybe, like I said, he's seen the light. Then it was like, he comes back around, like, maybe
1: you know, because may, maybe this guy who has done, he, who Ray Lewis is a very visible guy in the inner city. Yes. He's not somebody. He, he, I, I I can attest to that. That Ray, Ray Lewis. Is you know he's somebody who does care about the community. Mm-hmm. You know, right or wrong, good or bad, you agree with them or disagree with them. Right. You know, Ray Lewis has always been, so, Ray Ray's in the hood. Mm-hmm. Whether it be his hometown, whether it be in Florida, whether it be in Baltimore. Baltimore. You know, what? if there's something going on, you're going to see Ray Lewis. All right. You know, that's that. You know, I I cannot knock that for him. But it's just this is the point, and it, and it pains me because I just you know, I think Ray Lewis is cool. I I'm not I I'm not I can't knock his person too much. No. Because I, I think he's a cool dude. I think he's a cool dude and he's somebody who I've liked and admired for a long time. I just think he's dead wrong on this
2: issue. Or he or is he just confused or is he trying to play both sides?
1: That could be it. I mean that could very well
2: be it. He's probably playing both sides. I, I think so
1: yeah and, and I think and it's a dangerous game because this is such a hot button topic where exactly. it's like you know what you can't you can't be lukewarm.
2: No you gotta be you know one or one of the water,
1: other water is, is like bottom line the water's going to boil, water's going to freeze. Mm-hmm. Lukewarm doesn't do anything. No. You know, lukewarm, you can't be lukewarm on this. Mm-mm. And I think Ray Lewis is lukewarm, and his lukewarmness was on display on Sunday. Yeah. And it pissed me off. It pissed a lot of people off.
2: And then it was on display Monday because he was on what? The show. Uh, what, th- first Things First, and he asked him. And no, he, was like, he was like, Trump's comments didn't offend him because he's not. A player now, so it didn't offend him, and he's like, "Why is everybody having hate?" And I understand that you he know having hate, but he's missing the whole context of everything. And then obviously he says, then he goes on the inside the NFL and starts ranting, saying he's mad at Shannon Sharp, saying that Shannon was disappointed in him, and he could call him, and that he's a grown man and all this stuff. And once you got bored, a grown man, why, why are you talking? Card, why why are you, you talking? Why,
1: why, why are you popping off? It's like, why are you, you sat there for hours in front of Shannon Sharp. Right. And it's like, if you met, and here's the thing. And you were at the they're, studios they're, that day.
2: So you could have literally came on undisputed and talked to him. Here's them. the
1: thing about those types of statements. The phone works two ways. Yep. So if you mad that Shannon Sharp didn't call you and, and, and voice his opinion to you and you mm-hmm. feel like he was wrong, guess what? You know what you could have done? You could have called him. Yeah. You could have called him mm-hmm. and then y'all could have squashed it.
2: They, are, they eventually did, yeah, obviously. You know, they I'm, eventually I'm, squashed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but... But but, but Ray wasn't like, answering his phone calls, though, at first.
1: I don't know. It probably slipped out of his hand. He rubbed the top of his head on uh-huh. that grease and dropped his phone on him. Uh. But once again, that's Ray Lewis. That's a lot of time to spend on nominee number two. Yeah. Well, Nom-
2: it was kind of worth it. Yeah.
1: Well, I understand. Nominee number three interesting character A very interesting character who decided he wanted to jump in first time nominee yeah first time nominee I, you know I, I don't know him very well uh you know of, of, of all the, the the close personal friends I have uh in this city we just talked to one in Derek Gunn. but uh Sam carciti Sam Carcini, uh, I thought he was talking real reckless this week. Yeah, he, he, uh, he was talking twi- real. The, tw- the Twitter fingers were popping. Yeah, he was, you know. And the Twitter fingers were popping while he was at a Flyers, Flyers game. game. Now, he's, he's a Flyers beat writer. He writes about the Flyers, but he was, ta- you know, he, he decided he wanted to delve a little bit away from the game. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about the whole stick to sports thing. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't believe it. You know, I don't believe in it. You know, you if you got an opinion, share your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitter's there to follow, you know for your opinion. You know, I, I'll be the first one to admit. Hey, man, it's like look, I follow him; he don't follow me. Right. So you know, <laughs> it's like you know that, that is what it is. That's that's cool. But you know, he 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 decided he, he went. There was a little. He made a statement. Yes. He made is he made one initial statement, then mm-hmm. he made a statement after that statement. Right. But. He had talked about uh, hockey players Yes, and hockey teams saying that they would stand for the anthem.
2: And took a picture of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And he used they get it.
2: No demonstrations here. No, they, they get, get it. it.
1: And that kind of... Uh,
2: it kind of rubbed a lot of it, people the it wrong rubbed way. A, it
1: rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Most importantly... It rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't speak for a lot of people. It rubbed me the wrong way. Because I'm like, what do you mean by they get it? Get what? What do they get? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, it shows how little Sam Carchidi understands about the issue. Yes. Because I feel like when you, when you try to make this issue about the flag, and mm-hmm. the flag only, it shows that you, you don't get yeah, it. Yeah,
2: you missed the entire you've, you've, point, and you become one point. of those people that said,
1: you're disrespecting the
2: flag, and mm-hmm. this is all about the flag in America, and, exactly. and all this stuff, and it's n-
1: totally not you're about it You're missing that. the point. So, his clarification, now, do you have that? Yes. All right, what was his clarification? what, what the, the point of all uh, of the statement was, Okay, so, obviously, Jeff
2: Neuenberg, he responded to Carchidi, and he said, yeah because they're, most, they're, yeah, because they're mostly white and haven't been victimized or oppressed or treated unfairly or singled out by their president, et cetera, et cetera. And then he responded back, Carchidi, and said, sorry, sporting events should not be political arenas. He said, not in capital letters. Want to protest? Do it on your own, time. Plus, don't use football time as your platform
1: so damn what's the right time sam sam sit your ass down here's here's the problem and let me let me make this clear for all the people who feel like you know there's a right and a wrong time to protest that is not a call for you to make that's not your call no all right that's not your job. That's not your. I'm not interested. You know, like like That's people like telling Martin Luther King, "Hey, Martin, hey, don't hey, wa- hey, don't hey, don't, hey. don't 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 walk, don't, hey, walk look, don't walk across don't don't walk across selling his so, It's like, look, man, it's August 28th. It's almost uh, it's almost Labor Day weekend, right? Um, we got some summer plans. Hey, this whole March on Washington thing, you know, this is not the right time. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to spend time with the family. I'm trying to spend time with the family. It's like the last weekend of the summer. I'm not trying to get beat you know, up. No, it's not. Look, man, I don't need the cops to show up here and <laughs> run up on me. <laughs> Look, I understand. Look, man, your dream can wait. I know you have a dream, Martin. Right. It can wait. All right, buddy? Now is not the time. Look, here. here come on, man. Don't tell me what is the right time in the wrong time to speak out against injustice Mm -hmm. that's not your job no that's not you know that's not my concern i'm not here's the here's the thing about protest it's not supposed to make you feel comfortable no so if it if you don't like it you know that's
2: good that that, hey still to make you feel exactly
1: and if you and it's like as long the longer people try to make this about disrespecting the flag Mm -hmm. and disrespecting the country and disrespecting the troops, this type of dialogue and this type of vitriol will go on because those people are missing the point. And the longer they try to hold, it's like, look, man, the bottom line is it's like, we're all trying to go, uh, you know, we're trying to go straight, Mm -hmm. but you're holding on to something behind you. And you keep on thinking that you can go straight while holding on to what's behind you and it's not working right so as as long as people are trying to it's like as long as people are are trying to make this about disrespecting the flag uh-huh. you're going you're going nowhere because it it leads to questions that people aren't ready to answer. Right. They say, hey man, you're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the country. You're disrespecting the troops. And then you're sitting Then the response will then be, well, what about the black troops? What about the troops of color who actually, who, who fought in these wars, who fought in the same wars as your grandfather, your father, your uncle, your brother, your sister, whatever family member. They, you know, they're black people that fought alongside of you. And what about them? You know, they, they, they know injustice. Right. You know, it's like you say, what about, you know, you shouldn't just, if you disrespect the flag, you know, you you can't, you can't dismiss, you cannot dismiss this as disrespecting the flag and not have an opinion on injustice.
2: That's how often. And and people can, people are doing that. They're, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're scared to look at the issue because they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that racial injustice and oppression is still happening. They don't want to admit that, oh your president's making things about race and he's not and he's doing certain things against certain demographics of people they don't want to admit that they 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 don't want to look at it and say oh they say oh look at all the players you know kneeling well yeah it took the nfl to make a stance after the president called them sons of bitches it took Mm -hmm. that so then you look at that and say well then why are you kneeling are you kneeling because you believed in what colin kaepernick was saying from the jump or are you doing it now to defend what the president said and calling out your manhood? Because that's two different things. Mm-hmm. And I felt like most of these guys, they was doing it because it was calling out their manhood
1: because mm-hmm. they really wasn't think, really they well, really well, wasn't down with it. Yeah, I, I, well, I would say I think it was a little bit of both. I think one, it it, it took play it, it it made players who might have understood what Colin Kaepernick was trying to say, mm-hmm. but might not have been at the point where they would take the stance that he took. Yeah. And it kind of pushed them over the edge where yeah. it's like, okay, you know what? I understand why he's. is like, I think there were a lot of players saying, I understand why he's kneeling, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be me. Right. And then the president said what he said, and then he's like, you know what? I guess it's time to kneel now. Right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're going, I guess we're going to kneel now. Huh? We're kneeling. Is that what we're doing? Because huh? the president would have come over here and us sons of bitches. That's, that's what we're doing. we kneeling. Time to kneel. Ta- I guess it's time to kneel. But not, but nonetheless, you know, you got. But you now know, this is becoming a social media. Not, fad. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's, I, I can't, I can't fr- front. I've been on social media like all week, just dishing out arguments. Like taking knee has now become a hashtag. Yep. now people out here
2: taking photos, taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Actors from the damn X Files taking a photo of them taking a knee. What <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what, like, what's the point? Like, yeah. like, does David Coveney believe in what Captain or is? Because does, does, oh, everybody just take a knee. Like, it makes well, no sense. Better. Like,
1: well, you know, it could be. The, the t- is, is it going to become the take a knee challenge? It could be. I, I don't know. Well, I, I, it, but, but, but I hope, but I hope not. But but, but nonetheless, I feel like, uh, you know, at, for people who understand where this started mm-hmm. and what this is rooted in. You can't let people sidetrack the yeah. argument. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of people jump, jumping in on both sides, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it's crazy. You know, you you it, it there's not a lot of sense in it. There's not a lot there's not a lot of sense in it. But nonetheless, you know, it if you understand, then it can't. You, we all have a personal responsibility not to let this get sidetracked. Right. Not to let this get. Not to let this go way left into another yeah social media fad ice bucket challenge like and obviously ice
2: bucket challenge had a meaning to it but it became something mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. and yeah you don't want to take the knee take a knee to become something where it's fun take a knee should be should be something that makes you not makes you per se but makes people around you feel uncomfortable and that's what it should be i should not see actors from T V shows and T V shows tweeting out taking a knee and they're on the set taking a knee. Like are you doing it because you really believe it or are you doing it because well, I think everybody that, else is doing that, it. Well I think that's and you're easy. Getting, you're getting a couple of retweets and some likes.
1: Hey, you know if they're doing it for the right way right reasons. I will um, hope. I will hope so. You know, you got I think they gotta specify, you know, they gotta they gotta articulate why they're doing it. You know? But a lot of folks won't do it. A lot of folks won't do it. I will. You well, know, I, oh, I, oh, I, I see.
2: I, I see. You, you see. You just, I, I see you on these streets, on these yeah, Twitter on, streets. On these Twitter streets, yeah. oh, look, look. you laying the heat. I was on look, vacation. I, I, I saw, I, and I, I saw you were still, still I, going, I, I have still told going on. I got time.
1: <laughs> I have time. All right. You know, a lot of these people, you know, these public figures, they don't have the time to get into it with. You know, with people. Oh, well, uh, they do. Things. They
2: just, they just, they mm-hmm. just pick and choose. Well, what? Yeah,
1: whatever. You know, sometimes they turn the other look. look yeah, man, they turn the other cheek. Yes. Turn the other cheek doesn't say. Th- look, this 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 is some word of advice from my former pastor in Baltimore. He, he told me. He said, "Look, turning the other cheek doesn't mean stand there and getting hate. No. All right." So, look, I'll turn the other cheek in the fact that I won't cuss you out. I won't disrespect you or whatever. But I will hand out this knowledge and make you a better person by telling you the truth. And that's, what I, that's all I'm doing. I'm out here doling out this knowledge, dog, like it's money. Like I'm, that's, I'm doing. that's me handing out knowledge. I got
2: knowledge. You do. I got
1: knowledge. And somebody needs to spread this knowledge to Sam Carcini because he's out here talking reckless. So I believe the Sam Carcetti, ladies and gentlemen, is this he gets this week's sit your ass down award. Sit your ass down, Sam. I agree. Look, I'll, look, don't tell me why. Because because
2: oh. Ray Lewis and Britt McHenry they'll yeah, 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 they'll get theirs this, again. They'll uh, they'll be repeat I'm, offenders.
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they'll be repeat offenders. Britt, Britt and Ray will be back on.
2: We 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 might have to do the first team all sit your ass down. That, <laughs> Award. yo! In fact, yeah, let's do let's second team. Second team, yes. I, I like I, that. Is,
1: give me five. I, 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 I'm in. talking about? That's a good. That is a good idea. That is a very good idea. So, look, let's wrap this up. Let's get on out of here. I want to thank our guest this week once again, the great Derek Gunn from CSNPhilly.com. He will be out there at the game on Sunday. Eagles Chargers. Uh, real quick, your prediction.
2: My prediction I like the Eagles to win this game. I think they'll win i'll say twenty seven
1: to twenty uh I like the Eagles, but i do i agree with the point that Derek Gunn made. I think this is a trap game yes um it scares me i believe- i you know I will take your score. 27 20 and i will flip it unfortunately i think the eagles lose 27 I 20. I, I and here's the thing something dumb is going to
2: happen in this no, game and well, john's well, going to come in and raise hell no, next uh, week. Well, of course that that, well, that, that that goes without saying
1: <laughs> but it's another point that i've made on this show a long time. i am not a professional so i reserve the right to be wrong so as i sit here and and and, and predict that the Eagles will lose this game, 27-20, to 20, I promise you if they win, I will come in here next week and be like, I knew it all along. I was I never doubted it for a second. I'm telling you that's what I'm going to do, all right? That will be my plan. That's going to be what I do. All right, let's get on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the best in the world sports report. Um, my name is John Brown. Hit me up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. My co-host once again, Javon Alford from TotalsportsLive.com. Javon, what do you got going on on totalsports live?
2: Um, this week on the site we have a nice story done by Adio on the Sixers. It has Sixers season and NBA season in general is about to heat. About to kick off in a couple of weeks, so. He gives us a little preview of what to expect. Questions, you know, Ben, Markel, Vegan jaw, you know, all that good stuff. Is, is, has that been confirmed? He's a vegan now. Uh, he had a vegan diet. That's how he lost twenty five pounds. Word. I think I got. I think we got to like spread the word about this.
1: Yeah, Ja uh, yeah. lost weight. In.
2: Yeah. And he looks better, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we should start this vegan diet right after I eat this Meat Lovers pizza sitting over here. So, we
2: got that on the site. Obviously, Caitlin Hemsley, she's continuing with Sisters the.
1: Sisters Talking Pucks. I know, y'all, I know y'all don't call it Sisters Talking Pucks. Nah. But it should be called Sisters Talking Pucks.
2: Hey, we'll, we'll have to get her on the show here.
1: All right. Oh, we will. Well, we got go. oh, you. Hey, Caitlin's a friend of the show. We'll have her on. When it's time to, it's time to talk hockey, we'll have her on. So, we
2: All got right? that going on. Yep. And then, obviously, Matt Hill. Have some Eagles stuff. Obviously, whatever happens on Sundays, have the Eagles recap. You know, we'll have the um, notes from this past from this past week. Everything, Eagles, the latest on Kaepernick as well. Anything happening with Kaepernick, we got that. So it's pretty much anything you guys want to read on there, you can get it. So hey, send us, shoot us some suggestions. What you want to read, what you want to see on the site, and we'll do it for you.
1: All right. Once again, that is totalsportslive.com. and what, what are you on Twitter at TSL? At Total Sports Live. At Total Sports Live. Yes. I knew that. It's okay. I knew that. <laughs> Total Sports Live. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. That's Javon Offer. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at <laughs>